First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, part of the everyman. We are you, you are us. Let's go. We got a lot to talk about this week. A lot happened, so let's get into it. Drew, what we got on tap for today? Brother man, what's up? Beer one, man. Dude, we're going to get into it. We had some exciting... I thought it was exciting boxing last weekend with uh, our man Better Beef, the uh, the Hammer, the Tank, whatever you want to call him, King Artur, back in action. Virgil Ortiz, Maurice Hooker, had a great fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to touch briefly, very briefly, on the fight coming up this weekend, Pavekin, Dillian White 2. Uh, and then we're going to end the fun. We we did a bracket last week. We felt we felt good about a lot of picks. We hilariously said some teams suck and still picked them to win because <laughs> that's the kind of podcast this is. Uh, we are going to give the Big Ten all the glory it deserves oh, for, yeah. for its performance thus far. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the trade deadline. I don't think as much happened as I thought would, but still mm-hmm. had some good moves. Um, apparently there was a scandal in the one with skates. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a little bit longer pit stop. Some tires blew out. So we got to talk about it and then, uh, going to hit up the parlay beer two. Somebody's got to do some singing based on our Twitter poll results oh, in last week's God. top five. Red I still can't bro. believe it. And then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about what the big entertainment topic that happened over the last few days. The Zack Snyder cut was released of the Justice League. Four hours. Four hours. Four hours I'm not getting back. It's gonna be I'm I'm looking forward to that. We got we got we're gonna get the reactions from a guy who hasn't seen one single DC movie who watched the four hour masterpiece and a guy who's seen it all. So Yep. On that note, let's assume positions. All right. Two, Bruce, salute. And three, two, one. Ah, nice. I have a Golden Drac, the authentic dark red triple ale. It's another Belgian, 10.5%. Pouring this thing into a glass. Let's go. Oh, what are the odds of that? I am, I don't know. What are the odds? I'm drinking uh, another one of these... Jersey Girl Brewing Company craft beers. My uh, lady friend picked me up at Costco. Uh, I guess you 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 uh, educated me. This is Bjorn in New Jersey. Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah, I don't get it, uh, but it's an IPA, <laughs> and I am pouring it in my brand new Two Beers Podcast beer glass. Truth be told, though, I really suck at pouring beers, so this foam is going to take forever to go down. I'm already a little upset about it. You know, um. If you go on craft brewery tours and stuff, though, you're supposed to do that because the uh, when you when you have an aggressive pour like that and you get a big head, that releases like all the flavors. So. Yeah, but yeah, but they're not recording podcasts while they're doing that, bro. And got to start getting getting crazy get, with getting some, crunk, yeah, some stuff. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet a tweet a picture of this out. My uh, my sister in law hooked me up with this for uh, for doing her tax returns, Uncle Sam. Oh, nice. So got two of them bro so Ooh, this when you is good. uh when you make the trip out for that that epic fight that we're training for in the in the summer we can do yeah two, we can do a two bruce salute the right way 
Sure, sure, yeah. Your, be, kid, your kidneys aren't going to survive. I'm going to be filling that up with, with, with blood and, and urine. Uh, I'm starting to perfect the liver shot. You're in trouble. Um, this is an amazing beer. Holy crap. Um, okay, so, boxing recap. Um, let's start off with Better Be of um, kind of exactly what we expected. Um, stopped uh, Dienes or whatever his name was. And what the the nice. te- was it the 10th? Tenth round, tenth round. Yeah, knockout. I mean it was. We 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 did call the over. The over under was four and a half. Um, honestly, he took way too many shots <laughs> for me. Uh, but that that is his style, as you and I kind of like. I don't know why it was like a debate, but we were agreeing with each other. But um... yeah, he opens. He's <laughs> he he likes to come forward. He likes to be aggressive, and he he allows himself to be hit with jabs so that he can land those monstrous right hands. I know it just looks so bad against a crappy fighter. Yeah, well, they denies. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, there's not a lot of technical stuff to talk about. He, he had a first round knockout, which I was like, oh shit, we're not even gonna hit the over. This is embarrassing. Knockdown, uh, you mean? Knockdown. Sorry, knockdown. Yeah. Um. I don't think he knocked him down again in the fight until did he get one more? I can't. Ah, God, I don't I even start... It's so yeah, hard. To... Yeah, it's so hard. I to mean, remember. it was a non-event. I mean, he 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 whooped yeah, up on the guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he cra- he cranked him pretty good in the tenth. Although, he was he was he was. I think him. we gave Denies a round or two. Oh yeah. Oh, he, dude. He he took. I think he took at least two rounds. Dude, he was he was not afraid to exchange with Better Beev. He landed some really really big shots that you know definitely affected. Like they didn't hurt Better Beev, but. You know, it got his exposed atten- him. Yeah, it yeah. got his attention for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I was. I mean, yeah, listen, he got the shit beat out of him. That guy was not going down. The corner, he got up at the. He, he got up before the ten count. The corner just threw in the towel. They were like, "All right, dude, we're not, we're not winning. Let's, let's, let's not take any more damage to the head than we have to." So, yep, yep. Um, you know, I, I thought it was an exciting fight. I think you had mixed feelings on whether it was exciting. I thought for. I thought for a tune-up, which I consider this a tune-up fight, to get better be back in the ring after, you know, is it October 2019 was the last time he fought. So, you know, long break before, um, you know, the next fight he's going to have is hopefully for uh, the third title unification. But yeah, for a tune-up, like I, you know, this wasn't like Shakur's tune-up where the guy wouldn't even throw punches. And it was yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah, for, for a tune-up, there was, there was plenty of action. Yeah, big I hits, just, yeah. My my point is is for a tune up. Why are you taking yeah, that? Yeah, you were disappointed. You were yeah. dis- you were disappointed in um, better be of yeah defend especially defensively. Which is which is his style, but still, I was just like, yeah, but don't let this guy hit you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, agreed. So um, anyway, but but it was the, the, uh, the I gotta say was, the beginning uh, the, his oh. his entrance with some crazy uh, traditional Russian Russian dancers was pretty. It was in fantastic. Moscow, yeah. So it yeah, was it like a Moscow. It was good like what, a f- I, four or I five the, in the after. Yeah, in the I didn't evening, get the right? number of fans, but um, it was it was it was a good fan turnout. I thought. Yeah, it was in Modorosha. Um, but um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, but the fight of the night was was uh, Hooker Ortiz, which I was totally sleeping on that fight uh, and Ortiz. So he he definitely woke me up. My goodness, what a fight! Young, have you young... seen? You haven't seen him fight before, right? I don't remember. I, I I'm sure I did. I just I just don't remember. Okay. But wow. Um you know, Hooker was game. Um big lanky dude. Um he's he's had he's fought big names in the past. He was a champion in the past. And um yeah, Ortiz, 21-year-old, um and and you you mentioned it on the Twitter account and it was spot on, but the body work that he oh, was yeah. putting in. Big time. Oh. 
baby. He he ended up stopping uh, Hooker. At, actually, Hooker was mounting. I, I'm not going to say a comeback, but Hooker was was mounting some offense. Yeah, I and, think um, you. I think you gave him. I gave him one round out of the six. I might have given. I I can't remember if I gave him the round before, but I think you had given him one more round than I did. So you may yeah. have had it. You may have had it even through going into the seventh round or ortiz up one i either had ortiz up three or two um yeah it was, i think I, I either had a four two or or i don't think i had a todd anyway yeah i um, i was just I, I really was impressive and for anyone that's you know again new to boxing new to the podcast you know a lot of young guys that are power power punchers you know quote unquote knockout artists you know they really do that going for the head right like that's pretty much where they're looking for big head shots to catch you on the jaw to knock you out you know, it's really more of the the veteran guys like the Canelos, uh, you know, who beat you down with the body just to break you down, and then they'll come, you know, come with the headshots to to finish when you off when or, you're tired, yeah, yeah, or you know, and then even even still, then still keep going for the body. But yeah, Ortiz wasn't even going for the head, man. He was he was looking for body shots. I was so impressed with his game plan there, and they maybe that was mounting. maybe maybe that was a way to counter. Uh, Hooker had like an 81 inch reach, which I didn't even realize. That's insane. He looked um, like a rock'em sock'em robot. Yeah, he really did. Um, maybe that was the plan to counter that, just to get in there and you know just start attacking the body, so he wouldn't absorb too many jabs in the process. But uh, yeah, heavily impressed. I mean, I think the the big stuff afterwards was you know Terrence Terrence Crawford's boys with Hooker, so he was there. Um, you know Ortiz. Ortiz and him had some back and forth, uh, you know, I won't say specifically calling each other out, but then they interviewed Bud and they asked him about Spence because Spence was well, there. Errol Spence, yeah, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford were both both in the crowd and they asked Bud Crawford, you know, about the Spence fight and he said that ship has sailed, which which just sucks. Which he has um, said, he's, and he said that before and that's, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we all knew it, but I mean, it's yeah. just to reiterate it, it sucks. Um, yeah. So then they said, you know, well, are you, are you, can you fight uh, Ortiz? And he was like, oh, he's not ready or whatever. And um, Ortiz post-fight interview was just like, he was so humble. He was, dude. You were a big fan of that. Definitely gave to, gained a fan. He he reminded me a lot of like Bud, honestly. And 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 he was just like, for a 21-year-old, you know, I, I, you see a lot in MMA and even in boxing now, guys are just so like loudmouthed and obnoxious and, he was not, and he was like, "Yeah, you know that guy was a good fighter. He showed me some things I need to work on." Da da da. And they're like, "Oh, do you want to fight Bud?" And he's like, "He's like, hey, I, I'll fight him." He's like, "I don't care if anybody else says that I should." Or he's like, I, "I'll fight him. I don't care." Yeah. And and like, yeah, that fight should be made for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, these PB the PBC guys, you know, they can't, you know, they don't seem to work well with Bob Arum. And getting fights made. I know it's just it. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Like, but like I, I like Bud, but like, why is nobody okay for him to fight? Like I was on his side with the whole Errol Spence thing, and I was like, okay, we got to find somebody for Bud to fight now. Now Ortiz is coming up, and it's like perfect. Like this is like uh like uh, top, one of the top pound for pound guys versus like a rising star. It was, it was like Canelo versus uh, Mayweather back in the day. Like, no, like nobody said, Can oh, Canelo, don't go fight Mayweather. 
Yeah. Like what even Canelo you know, was twenty one. I, I, I think he's just posturing. I think he's I think he's pissed that the PBC guys won't fight him, and this is just his way of kind of saying, "Yeah, well, I'm not going to fight your guys." So because they're yeah. not, I'll tell you what, they're not going to. So put, who's Bud going to fight? Like, come on, man. Know. Like, well, I still I, there's there's rumors that he his next fight will be the end of May, and for that to be happening, the only two guys I could see him fighting would be Pacquiao or Porter because the only two they're the only two guys that have been talked about. If yeah. there was some mystery opponent that was getting ready for him, like I feel like you would have heard that name already. Um, so I'm holding out hope that he's getting in the ring with one of those two guys. But you know, or it'll be tough for Ortiz because they, they, I top telling you, PBC and even Spence, there's no way they would risk putting Spence in the ring with that kid. Because even it's it's lose lose for them. If Ortiz loses, they lose some luster off of their rising star. And if he goes out there and knocks out Spence, you know, Spence, who I know Spence thinks he's a cash cow, but those, you know, those days are numbered for him. Yeah, yeah. It. This is where just the fragmented nature of boxing and, yeah. you, you know, that phrase, never change. No, actually change. Like, yeah. like, please, just give us these fights. Go back, this, go back to the way it used to be. This is, this is why, well, I mean, they still had issues back then, but back then it was guys would fight five times in a year. So you eventually, you, you didn't have to wait a decade to get the fight you wanted, you know? It's like you might have to wait a year and a half, which was like eight fights later. Now eight fights later is like, yeah, it's like seven years later. Um, but that's why MMA just draws so well, because these, like, it's one unified league. Well, I, I, excluding Bellator, but um, UFC is the top. And it's like, the we, you don't have to wait years to get the fights that you should see. Like, the fights happen. The guys are hungry. They want the belts. Yeah. And... We just get it. boxing. We just we just we don't deserve nice things. So I'm with you. Um, Speaking right. of not not deserving nice things, um, <laughs> the fight coming up this weekend is uh, oh, heavy heavy heavyweight bout. Uh, did you have anything else to say on Hooker? Or no, Ortiz? I was I was no, I was just gonna say um, with Better Be of they officially announced uh, Joe Smith Jr and uh Vasilov, their their fight will be rescheduled for april 10th now uh for the va- the the vacant um third belt at one fifth at 175 forget which uh organization it's with yeah but that the winner of that i think it's pretty much a handshake deal now whoever wins is gonna fight better be for the three belt unification so cool that's in two weeks pretty pumped and then uh harry frampton should be a go barring any other injuries for next weekend in uh in dubai Nice. Um, so this weekend is Pavetkin and, and White, and d- basically the suits are trying to push Dillian White. Yeah. Um, this fight already happened once, it, coming out of the bubble, and um, yeah, I no, think it was I think it was in England, and uh, yeah, yeah, fight camp. Old, old man Pavetkin just caught Dillian White. Um, just just KO'd him, and it it was one of those things that like never should have happened. Yeah, he. Yeah, so now white, they're trying to pretend like it didn't, and being like, "Oh, redo." Like, yeah, white white was the he was you know he was basically the mandatory for Fury, and they had he had to fight. It was mandated to fight Pavekin, and he he dropped Pavekin twice in the fourth. Yeah, and then yeah, then it was in the fifth round. He just Pavekin just caught him with a hook up. Uh, with a, I mean, sorry, with an uppercut, up, and boom. Yeah. White yeah. went down through the ropes, out cold. Yep. So they're gonna redo this one, so and try and get White's career back on path, so that the heavyweight division has some depth. But guess what? Nobody cares. I don't even um, think he's gonna do it. 
to be honest with you. Uh, you think Pavetkin's going to get him again? I do. Well, you, do you know how many losses Pavetkin has in his career? I do not. Two. You know who he's lost to? Uh, Fury and Joshua. Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. The only gotcha. people he's lost to. So, yeah. I mean, he's a good fighter. I, like, it's not, he's, yeah, he's old. Yeah, that also kind of speaks to, like, how weak the heavyweight division was until yeah. recently. Well, and that's why they're trying to build build White up and some of these other guys, because, you know, coming at a, once, once we get past the Fury-Joshua fights, you know, you're going to have limited guys that you're going to be able to set people up with. So yeah, exactly. They got to build, they got to build Usyk. They got to get Andy Ruiz back Although, who was that, who was that dude who was just, like, a monster a couple weeks back i forget his name it was like a real basic name like ah oh, darn it he's like 21 he was a super big dude i don't but like know. not I fat don't, i don't know which one we were looking at oh um on top rank right yeah uh anthony jefferson now and something like that like a super super ba- anthony johnson a super basic name um yeah, but yeah, like he's, he's still a month he's still pretty green yeah, he's he's another one who's quote unquote not ready. But like, who else are you gonna fight anyway? Anyway, so let's let's move on from boxing, um, and let's talk NCA brackets. Oof. Now look, best time our, of the year. Our our bracket is shot. We we suck. We we were we were after the pod. We were like, did we pick Georgetown? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we were. We were laughing at how much they suck, and we picked them anyway. We, we were sure did. <laughs> we got a secondary laugh on that one. Oh, so, so we good. suck. But you know what? We don't suck as bad as... We don't suck as bad as the Big Ten. Ooh. They have totally crapped the bed, and we Ooh. are enjoying the hell out of that. So, wait. Let me get the names. I have the names. Where, where'd they go? Um, da, da, da. Is this all, no. all the schools of the Big Ten? Yeah. Oh, I can. Uh, I mean, I can go with you here. Wait, wait. Oh, here it is. Okay, so Michigan is still in it. They they won the conference at fourteen and three. That's it. You're done. Yep. And all, <laughs> the school the schools that lost: Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland, Michigan State. Nine out of the fourteen made the freaking tournament. And one of them made the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. And <laughs> here's here's what's here's here's what's awesome. So, Iowa Iowa's a two seed. They lost to seven seed Oregon. Okay. We've got, spanked. Oh uh, yeah, spanked. We've got Maryland. Respectable. They you know they win the the coin flip first round. They they get blown out by a two seed Alabama. That's at least a respectable. Okay. Sure. Loss, yeah. Right. Okay. Wisconsin. Lose to the one seed Baylor, they're out. Uh, we got Purdue, a four seed. They lost to number thirteen North North Texas. Texas. Dude. <laughs> we actually picked that, which is hilarious. We did, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, then we have Ohio State, the two seed. They lost to Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, low oh, job Bob. It was low amazing. Job Bob beat them. Uh, but oh. you know what? That's Thank you, Ohio State, because we get to have those jokes at least for uh, another another couple of weeks about Oral Roberts. So, uh, well, a couple of days, I guess, now at this point. Um, Illinois, the one seed, the number I think they were the number two overall one seed. They lose to eight seeded Loyola of Chicago. Sister Jean and Loyola of Chicago are going to the Sweet Sixteen for the second time in three years. That's insane. Absolutely ridiculous we have who else is big 10 oh man and i guess i think i think the the last one the best one good old ruckers 
So Rutgers, Rutgers was feeling awfully chippy. They got, you know, they, they beat Clemson. They're pounding yep. their chest. You got some Jersey beat writers acting like they're big tough guys with the Rutgers. And they're up by 11 late in the second half against number two seeded Houston, whose best player basically had to sit half the game because he, he hurt his hip. Um, and it was playing hampered. And guess what? Houston came back and won the game 63-60. <laughs> Oh, it was amazing. All of us in our group chat for Seton Hall are like, oh man, like, is this happening? Like, they missed, Rutgers was up seven, and they missed a wide open dunk. And we're like, oh my God, is this going to be the start? Is it happening? Houston hits a three. Rutgers misses some foul shots. Houston Houston gets a steal and a runner. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then Geo, Geo Baker, steady-handed Geo Baker, gets a, turn, a live ball turnover. Oh, that was another amazing. bucket. Uh, it, it was, was so it was, good. Dude, and, it was so, Drew, so good. Have, have you ever seen the uh, the uh, clip of the haters ball from Chappelle show? I have not. Oh, let, let me play this because we were. It was just a haters ball on the Big Ten. Hold on, here you go. The player haters ball gives us an opportunity to hate on a diverse array of mock ass mocks, trick ass mocks, punk. Bitches and skip-scaps, skanks and scallywags. Hoes, heifers, hee-haws, and hula-hoos. <laughs> hee-haws and hula-hoos. That was us hate-hate-hate-hate-hate-hating <laughs> on the Big Ten. Especially at that Rutgers game. Hey, oh, Rutgers, was... you still suck. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. But uh, it really, those it really... weren't the only invitees to the haters' ball. I, I, I got this ready for you. You, you yeah. ready for this? There, there was more than just the Big Ten out there at the Haters, haters Ball. Oof. Um, okay, so we got the ACC. You had seven teams in there, and you went four and five. Not good. Not good. Uh, the Atlantic 10, you had two teams in there, and you went 0-2, oh including the VCU COVID forfeit. Yeah, Woof. brutal. Big twelve, you had seven teams in there. You went seven and six. Yeah, okay, to, well, but like to only me that seven was, and six. To, to me, that s- was the second biggest shit the bed conference because we we really liked the Big the 12. Big Twelve. Yep. Yeah, we were we were high on them last. Like we we were joking that the Big Ten would choke, even though we picked a bunch of them to go deep. Um, but we we really liked the the Big Twelve in this tournament. They, they yeah they our hearts. Yeah, they did. And I, I meant to pick more Pac-12 teams to go deeper going into this. All hail Pac-12. Hail. Pac-12. And uh, that was, come on, man. That was an awesome Big Bang reference. You weren't even ready for it. I wasn't. I wasn't. <sighs> but um, so the, the Pac-12 did great. Fantastic. I was, I was not ready for that. I, I knew they, I thought they would, like, have some good, and I just, I think Tinkle's finally for Oregon State. I think Tinkle's finally a senior, and I've been loving that guy for four years. And every year the tournament comes around, and I'm like, "Damn it! Why didn't I take this guy to like the Elite Eight? And here we are. I I failed to do it yet again. But um, man, good for the Pac-12. They've been kind of down for so long, so it's nice to see them like actually contribute. Agreed. Agreed. Um. You know is there any, is there any oh good good i say but you know who really didn't disappoint who's still still going strong in the tournament who's that the big east well they went four and two um four teams so yukon is out 
and um, Georgetown is out. But um, but yeah, but I mean no no I mean Nova and Creighton. Both, Nova and Creighton look good. Um, yeah, they. I, I mean, they, I, I have in my personal bracket. I have Creighton business. over over uh, Gonzaga in my personal bracket. I did. I I, I was saying a few. It weeks doesn't ago. matter anymore because I had Illinois. Yeah. Once Al said he, once Al took Illinois to win it, that was in my head, and I was like, ah, I like that pick. And, yeah, and, I mean, I've I've been I've been pulling for the Zaggies since probably the second week of the season. Uh, I'm, I just love Suggs. I love their, their big goofy white centers with the porn star mustaches. Um, but you know, you know what though? Which I was high on Creighton too, though. I remember two, a couple weeks ago, I, I yeah. said, I thought that they, I thought that they would, they'd be in the finals against Gonzaga. It's, it's a shame. We got to see it in the sweet 16. I know there were I, the five, the, you know, the five seed they got was so great comment on the porn star mustaches. Oh, amazing. Um, but Andy Katz tweeted out his power rankings of the 16 teams that were left. That and he had he had Oral Roberts as 14, and he had the two Big East teams as 15-16, which was total disrespect to the Big East. Yeah. And I was all bent out of shape about it until I remembered that eight of the nine Big Ten teams who were in it aren't even on that 16-team list. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Big Ten. Oh, now that's a never change. Woo. Oh, man. All right. Who do you like moving forward? Or, uh, you know, you still like the Zags, I take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a. I, I definitely still got to roll, roll with Gonzaga. You know, I think they're the best team. The only thing that worries me about them is in their conference play. I said it last week. They don't really play anybody any good. So they go, you know, when you want to be peaking, they're not playing great teams. Um, yeah, I really like I really like Gonzaga here. Um, you know, looking looking down, Alabama looked really sharp. Um, you know, Nate Oates. You kind of figure like a young young up and coming. Well, I don't know if he's young, but yeah, an up and not, coming it's coach. Not, but it's it's not saying much about uh about it. Yeah, it's not really going on a limb. But two or, Oregon looked well. awesome, dude. They did. Um, I just think athletically, Iowa just couldn't match up with them. So you know. You, we'll see what happens with USC. I think the most USC looked good too. The most intriguing team to me right now is Villanova because I thought Villanova had a good shot at making the Final Four before the Galepsi injury. Um, You're never gonna say his name right. I don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but man, like they've got a pretty good path here to get to the Final Four. Like Baylor's gonna be tough, but that's gonna be a classic matchup of. You know they're a super athletic team. They got length. They're long, but Nova, Nova, you Nova makes you play their game, and that's what makes Jay Wright so good. Like it doesn't matter who the opponent is, Nova's playing their game, and they're going to make you play it. So it's going to be slow. They're going to take the air out of the ball. There's not going to be a lot of possessions. So like Baylor is going to have to be really sharp uh, to beat Nova, even even with uh, you know whatever his name is injured. So. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that game the most. That's on Saturday, I think. Oh wait, is March 27th? When is that? Yeah. Oh, Saturday's all the first games. Sa- Sa- Saturday and Sunday is the Sweet 16. Then Sorry, Monday, I'm, free- I'm freaking out because like I think somehow Dwight Howard got ejected from the Sixers game. He got pushed and he got ejected. So I'm not really sure how that. Oh, worked sorry. Out. Sorry, but, sorry, uh, for, sorry for your loss. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so Saturday, Saturday, Sunday are the um, Sweet 16, and Monday, Tuesdays is, is the Elite Eight. Uh, the region I got my eye on, oddly enough, is um, what is this? The Midwest. 
Um, the Sweet 16 teams in that region are the number eight Loyola, the number 12 Oregon State, the number 11 Syracuse, and the two Houston. Okay, so is this the year Houston finally gets over the hump and gets to the Final Four? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they didn't make a Final Four before. But, I mean, I feel like they they kept flaming out. Um, and I have to say, the, for me, the biggest upset to make the Sweet 16 in my eyes, you know, there's there's all the other ones, but, like, freaking Syracuse again? Seriously? Third time in five years? Come on, because nobody can play against a zone, and the freaking coach's son is just just crushing threes left and right? I, I, I texted our group chat, our Seton Hall guys. I'm like, unless Kevin Willard can sire a, a, de a, a dead uh, three-point shooter, like, we just need to fire him and, and fire someone and find someone who, who has sons who could just knock down threes. Because right. what what the heck? I how does Syracuse I don't, keep I don't, doing this? Because, because no, nobody, nobody like knows how to beat a friggin' zone. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like... They teach every you year. A, we say this, dude. They teach you how to beat a zone in like third grade. I don't. I just don't understand, man. Um, you know, but you know what? Jim Jim, Jim Beheim is truly a coach that coaches for more than one game. He has, dude. He's. I. What do you remember the stat I sent you? Um, no. Oh God. How many? How many? How many? He's got like three, three, three Sweet Sixteen appearances. I think since twenty sixteen as a. That's what I just said. Three. Three in the past said? five. Three in the past five yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. I, 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 I get so annoyed by Syracuse. It's, it's just, whatever. Forget. I know. That. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Okay. So we're looking forward to that. Anything else on the NCAA tournament you wanted to mention? This particular tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do uh, the no. all-time favorite moments. Well, I was not not moments. The biggest. Um the the some of the biggest heartbreaks and choke jobs that we've been alive for yeah the, which really the rutgers one uh this week really got your juices flowing on that and because and I, I said you know my memory's not good enough uh so i'm gonna let you run with that all right so here i'm gonna i don't have this in an order i want to i'm gonna i'm gonna call these out tell me if you remember i i actually remember where i was for each one of these so okay uh, that's why they all came to my mind so that's first like a quiz one, for me First one I thought was Kansas Memphis, two thousand eight national title game. I say Mac Macklemore hit the shot. Macklemore, no, dude, that's like seven years later. <laughs> oh, Mario Chalmers hit the shot. Chalmers, oh God. gosh, okay. So so can't or can't or or Memphis is up nine points with under two minutes to play. The the next following possession is it's or can or Kansas hits a three. Memphis turns it over. Kansas hits another three. They then go on to wow. trade missed free throws and a couple of layups. And then Derrick Rose misses two free throws. And then Mara Chalmers hits a three to tie the game and send it into overtime. And they win the game. And here's the funnest fact about that game that I just realized. Kansas, Kansas only made three three-pointers in regulation of that game. They were all in the final two minutes that led the comeback. Number one, I can't really express how much I appreciate you using the superlative of fun and funnest instead of more, most fun. Number two, um, I always remember Chalmers and that Kansas team because I, I was like the sucker who always picked Kansas to win it, and they finally did it that one time. But I totally forgot that they played Memphis. And it's funny you bring that up because 
I was just thinking to myself, like just lamenting how Seton Hall is just mired in mediocrity. And I'm like, can we just like hire like a guy like um, Calipari who like, how do you end up in Memphis? Like, I don't care. Come ravage our program, like pay for strippers. I don't care. Like get us to the <laughs> final four. Like, you know, like we'll do the sanctions after the fact. Get us to the final four. Like Derek Rose went to freaking Memphis. Really? How how's that possible? Worldwide West, baby. Oh, like give us that. Anyway. So what's what what's your other ones? Um Alright, the next one. This might be my favorite one. Illinois, Arizona. Two thousand five Elite Eight. This is, is that D D Brown? This is D Brown, Darren Williams, and uh I had it written down the uh I should have wrote it down. They had a third, a third guy that was really good. He was like a, he was like a. I know they had the three center. guards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Luther Head was the third guard. Luther Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this one I laugh at because this one decided uh, a bracket between me and our buddy Goff. So, and it was heartbreak city for him because was Eric, was that was that um, Bibby and uh, no, my? No. Okay. That's like that. That's like 15 that's like nineties. That's like ten yeah. years before this. Uh, this is two thousand five. Okay. This okay. was Channing Fry. Um, ah okay i think i think salim stoudemire and oh yeah mustafa shakur uh arizona team okay 15 point lead and this is uh, illinois was the overall number one this is to go to the i remember four. them being that was the first year ever that four number ones made the final four i remember that one mm, did they is that right yes okay uh i could remember if louisville was number one um so 15 point lead with under four minutes to play then they're up, and then Arizona's up eight points with under a minute to play. They have three turnovers. Illinois hits three threes. Dar- or Darren Williams hits a three to put the game into overtime with like seven seconds left, and then they win in overtime. Um, just, just amazing that in in that at that well, point. I think his time, name. I think his name was Duran Williams at the time. He didn't change it till later, right? Duran, Darren. I never said it. I never knew how what, what the actual like <laughs> what the actual. I think he was Duran until like his seventh year in the NBA, and then and changed then it to Darren Williams. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So my Good next stuff. one: UCLA Gonzaga, two thousand six. Is that Jordan I, Farmar? That's Jordan Farmar, Aaron Aflalo, and uh, oh, Afl- Dar- I was gonna say Darren Collison, but Aaron I forgot. Aflalo, I always forget yeah. his name. Is it uh, Hollins? That he's the he's the big goofy center who's a ESPN analyst now or something. Yeah, I, I don't something. remember him. Ryan I remember Hollins. Af- he's he sucks. Um, I remember Aflalo and, and Farmar. This was this was Adam Morrison's. This is when he was national play. He oh was, yeah. Like, this is when him and Redick were going at it like night in night out. Like they yeah. were just dropping thirty points a game. Um, uh huh. They're up. They're up seventy-one, sixty-eight with twenty seconds left. Um, Morrison, Morrison, as the shot clock's about to expire, shoots a jumper, misses an egregious foul call and a rebound against Gonzaga. UCLA goes down, hits two shots, go up there down seventy-one, seventy, and then Zaga has an awful turnover. The same guy who got called for the foul and. UCLA gets a layup. They go up seventy two seventy one, and they win the game. And then this is this one's always going to be known for when uh, at Morrison hits the ground and it's just a mess. And just of tears. crying, yeah, like a child. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't remember where I was in any of these, but I remember him crying like a baby. He was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, shave I shave your mustache and yeah. stop crying for crying out loud. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
It was something, man. I think I think I can't. I think UCLA actually went to the finals. Maybe they lost to Florida yeah, that year. I think they did. Was Ben uh, Howland their coach at that point? I can't remember. Um, two thousand five. Yeah, or two thousand six. This was six. This is where yeah. we need my brother. Uh, yeah, George Mason, UConn, two thousand six, Elite Eight. George oh, wow. Mason's like a thirteen seed, and they beat UConn. Was the I don't remember over... any. I I don't remember any of George Mason's players i just remember what is it laranaga was he the coach he might have been for for uh yeah uconn was the prohibitive favorite to win uh the national championship that year yeah. and they go they go down to george mason um great i don't have it there's they just they just let me it wasn't a heartbreaker it was just they were it was crazy that they lost that game big upset yeah ben howland was the coach um what year was george mason 2008 2006 2006, George Mason. I'll look it up. You keep talking. All right. Indiana Duke, 2002. This one I'll never forget because it's the was first that Eric time. Gordon? What's that? Was that Eric Gordon? No. Oh, okay. Um, that was Indiana. Uh, oh, God. Who your brother would know? Who, who was the guy that the Knicks signed to like a terrible long-term? Jared Jeffries. Oh, that was that Jared guy. Jeffries and the the red haired kid who was like a, he just looked like a corn cornbread Indiana kid. Um, Larinaga was the coach. Pumperfield, yeah, Knuckerfield, Stumperfield. Oh my God! Google <laughs> for which Google, team? What is it? For which team? For Indiana. Two thousand two. Yeah, Google it real quick. Okay. Two thousand two Indiana roster. Um, but yeah, so Duke's up sixteen. They're this. They won the national title the year before. Jay Will's a, It's Jay Will Boozer. Uh, Dunleavy, uh, Dante Jones. They're going for two. They're going for back-to-back titles. Jay will hands down best player in college basketball. Yeah, up sixteen. They blow. They blow the lead in the last twelve minutes of the game. Indiana's up four with I think five or six seconds left. Jay will gets fouled shooting a three. He makes the three. He's going to the foul line to tie the game and set it to overtime, and he clinks the foul shot. That had been his one Achilles heel the entire his entire college career is that he no really, pun intended yeah right he really choked up in, at the foul line in big moments um, and it bit them there I think they were I, up sixteen they were up sixteen yeah now it wasn't yeah, like they blew a sixteen point lead in four or five minutes like they blew it over you know I think it was like a 10, 12 okay. minute span but still like Duke I mean Duke was literally I don't think they left the top three that entire season in the rankings like they were. I mean that was again Jay Will Boozer and Dunleavy like those guys right. were all studs. Um, so they had Tom Coverdale, but I think Coverdale probably... was it. Yeah, that was oh, it. Oh, uh, Cal Hornsby was the other one. No, it was it's Coverdale. And Mike Davis was their head coach. Oh wow! Yeah. Seton Hall's Mike Davis. Um, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> or I was to say Harvard's Mike Davis, but sure. Um, and then my last two that I have, uh, Michigan UNC. 1993 national title game the infamous oh, wow. chris weber timeout 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 that was that's the first college basketball game i actually can still have a memory of seeing as a young kid that's why i love north carolina because i was like oh i like those colors of their uniforms um so i just like you know attached to them but yeah weber calls he travels and gets away with the travel and then just ridiculously calls the timeout and gets the tech uh, the game the game's probably over anyway at that point but just Heartbreak City, uh, you know, for the for the Wolverines. Second year in a row, they lose in the national championship game. The year before, they had gotten trounced by Duke. Uh, but, I mean, you know, great, great classic choke job. 
And then talk about heartbreak. This this might be number one because it's just so incredible. 1992, Elite Eight, Christian friggin' Leitner, Duke, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky's wow. up one. There's like one second left. Duke's got to get a pass. They got to make a pass full court, catch, turn, shoot, somehow get it all to work. Grant Hill throws the perfect pass to Christian Leitner who catches it at the foul line, turns, fades, boom, Duke wins. I, you know, that's got to be just absolute kicking the balls awful for somebody. Um, you know, I, I made this comment to somebody too, and the mar- the madness back then, the madness is the madness. It's, it's, it, it's hasn't changed much, but one of the changes that's happened that I, I honestly don't know if it's for the good or for the, for the worse, um, but the better or worse, but Remember, like, all the games in one block used to start at the same time, and they used to finish at the same time. So it was, like, it was mayhem because you would watch ends of games happen within seconds of each other, like like buzzer beaters. Yeah. And it was just, like, such a heart-pounding high to watch, yeah. like, two or three, like, final possessions like all within like a minute of each other and now they stagger them and so now it's like one after another like end of game scenario end of game scenario end of game scenario as opposed to all of them happening at once when they all used to happen at once and brian gumbel used he was like the inventor of the quad box and it was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then your bracket would just like be busted within like seven seconds (laughs) that was nuts um i i kind of wouldn't mind if they would like just take a block and like go back to that for like just like a at least a block and just like kind of like beta test it out and see what happens yeah but anyway yeah, yeah good stuff man good picks no, nothing like march madness i'm sure there's much more but those like i said i i can tell you where i was the bryce, the bryce drew yeah yeah i can i can tell you where i was for each one of these moments so the, that's why they stuck with me nice um so i got brother good stuff man yeah I, I didn't come up with any i, I was just gonna let you run with that but good good stuff man nah, good no problem, good man. good trip down memory lane um so good all right so uh sticking with hoops the nba trade deadline happened Oof. um not not as many blockbusters as we were expecting or hoping for but um the biggest one's probably what oladipo no 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 oh okay i would say the two biggest trades of the day in my personal opinion Rondo or no, uh, oh, okay. The Bulls, the Bulls trade Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first round picks to the Magic for uh, Nikola Vucevic and Farouk Rumanin. Um, no, I didn't pronounce either of those correctly. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a good trade for the Bulls because I think I said it I think I said it on the pod when we previewed with your brother like they got to make the playoffs now like it's kind of time like they've been sitting there at like the 10th 11th seat like 10th 11th spot in the east all these years you know look they're, they're all in on levine you got it you got to get say, it you know i i was just playing box score warrior and levine and kyrie irving stats are like kind of similar to yeah, each other and it's 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 adam prim box score warrior get it right God. oh sorry the adam prim box, box score warrior. that's what warrior. i was playing yeah um yeah no do listen levine's having a great year you know, the, the thing with Levine is, can he have a great year and help his team win? And that's been what and he hasn't been able to do that and put it together. So, right. 
I think Vucevic, you know, I, I really like Wendell Carter. I think he's going to be a really good player if he can stay healthy. But, you know, Vucevic is what they hope he can become at one point. And they just don't have the time to wait. So um, I like I like the trade for them. I think that probably will get the... I mean, I, I still don't understand how this stupid playoff thing is going to work for the 6, 7, and 8 seed. Like, that's I think it's ridiculous. But um, I think that gets them into contention to be part of that. Whereas if they stayed pat, they probably don't. Um, and probably the only other... Like, to me, like the, a big, you know, big trade uh was still with the orlando magic the magic traded aaron gordon, aaron gordon and gary clark to the nuggets for or er, yeah for sorry gary harris and rj hampton in a first round pick uh you know we I, we talked about it on the nba preview i thought the nuggets got worse um in the offseason i thought they let, let a lot of key role players go and they were putting a lot of eggs in the michael porter jr basket um you know this i I really like Aaron Gordon, so I'm probably biased. I, I've been dying for him to get out of Orlando so we can see how good of a player he really is. Um, I know how good he thinks he is. So I, I want to see him. He's in the perfect situation, you know, playing with a playmaker like Jokic. You know, he's a solid defender. He You know, he can get a rebound, bring the ball up the court, similar to Draymond. I think it gives them an extra dimension. And God forbid Porter Jr.'s back gives out, um, you know, again, you know, they got a guy there that they can count on. So does that move put them, you know, put them, do I, do I think that gives them an edge against the Lakers? No, but I think it, I think it gives them a better edge than where they were at the beginning of the season. Okay. So those are the two, to me, those are the two biggest trades. Like they, the Heat got old. They got old Depot for nothing. They traded Bradley, who hasn't been playing, Kelly Olynyk, and a first round swap next year. Like you know, old Depot. He's 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 come off as like a guy that like you don't want on your team the last couple seasons. Like Indiana, I couldn't wait to get rid of him. Houston certainly didn't want him there, and he didn't want to be there. So you know that putting him with a guy like Jimmy, who doesn't want to deal with any bullshit. Like as much as like everyone loves Jimmy Butler now. Don't forget, don't forget, like right, yeah. Up don't forget his past. Like he he doesn't want to deal with young guys that have to. Be, he doesn't want to be that kind of leader. He wants guys that want to play his way. Like well, just, apparently Depot's been wanting to be with Miami for a while though. So well, I mean, who doesn't want to be in South Beach? Like <laughs> I want to be in South. Beach. Yeah, I do too. So you know, let's um, go. Yeah. So yeah, let's, I hate you. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know. <laughs> that took an unexpected turn. Well, because we for you know we talked we talked about with your sister we could have been going to heat games and like having trips out to South Beach and we never did because you stink. Um, oh. I thought you, I thought that's what you were alluding to there, but anyway, I yeah. So I mean, it's a good trade because they got a good player for nothing, but I I don't know that he fits there. Um, two smaller deals to keep an eye on. Clippers traded Lou Williams, who's been, you know, the sixth man of the year machine for a number of years, and two future second round picks. They get Rajon Rondo, who I thought they should have signed in the offseason, uh, yeah. instead of giving, you know, whichever Morris twin it is that they have, whatever contract that asshole got. Um, you know, it's it's a shame to lose Lou because he's such an explosive score off the bench. But I'll tell you what, man, he came up small in the bubble last year, him and Harrell. Uh, Rondo playoff Rondo is a real thing. He's got the intangibles. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he'll, he'll, you know, I think he, I think he can help stabilize them at the end of games. Ah, we'll see what happens in the buyout market. What do um, you think about Atlanta, man? They popped up to that. Are they, are they still number four in the East? 
That's insane. Yeah, they're like not. They've won nine games in a row since they fired their coach. Which... You, you've you've been having a player haters ball on uh, Trey Young for quite a while now, and um, oh, he still sucks. He's not. Nate, he's not. He's not the reason they're they're nine and zero. They're they're Nate, coach Nate McMillan's got him in yeah, a four seed. Yeah, Nate McMillan's uh, doing his thing with them. Um, yeah, I mean, their their leading scorer and leading assist guy have nothing to do with their Lonzo, production. Lonzo Lonzo Ball has shot. I think more threes at a higher percentage than Trey Young this year. I forget the stat, but it's pretty impressive. They're not that. in. Okay, what's it? What's that matter? They're not even the same conference. Because Trey Young just sucks, and I'm just giving <laughs> you a stat. Like he's terrible. He's not a good does, player. Does Lonzo Ball stayed pat right? Even though his dad they did not move traded. him. Yeah, two, yeah. two good player. That the and, that and trade. Lowry the other the other that. small little trade I kind of like. I like Dallas. They get JJ Redick for for a bag of nothing. Um, oh, nice. Redick's had a bad year. They're basically they're realizing like, oh shit, we probably shouldn't have traded Seth Curry uh, to the Sixers for. Uh, Jason Richardson, so you know they're bringing in JJ to try to fill that role to stretch the floor for Luca. He has not been good. You know I love JJ Redick. He's one of my favorite guys ever. Um, he has had a good year. You know I think you know I think he's kind of been on the back burner with that team with New Orleans because they're trying to you know they're trying to build with some of these younger guys. So I, I'm I'm curious to see if he helps them again. They're they weren't winning anything anyway, but I think it, at least maybe they can win a first round uh, with that addition. Um, yeah, the two guys that stayed, the biggest guy that was talked about during the deadline was Kyle Lowry. Uh, it was either going to be, everyone was like, it's either going to be. They wanted a Kings ransom. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't if, it was when. And it was going to be the Sixers, the Lakers, or the Heat. And yeah, they, they basically, I was arguing with our buddy, our buddies Mike and Lou all day. Like, listen, I understand what Kyle Lowry brings, but the packages that they wanted for him was like, a package you would you would want for like a twenty eight year old like budding star um, that's still under contract for yeah a few they wanted years. yeah they wanted yeah. for the Sixers they wanted they wanted Maxi Thibel and two first round uh, two unprotected first round picks I'm just like you know like I I understand you have to take advantage of Embiid and Simmons healthy and playing at a very high level but at the same time I don't think Lowry puts them over the top to beat the Lakers and I know you can't really think like that and you're not supposed to but I, I, you know, I've been picking Brooklyn all year. I don't think he helps them against Brooklyn. I really don't. Um, you know, people people forget because they won that title. He was he he he's had you know his reputation was he didn't show up in the playoffs forever, and even the year they won, he had two good games. Now they both happened to be in the finals against an injured Warriors team, so obviously they were amplified. But he still wasn't even good that entire playoff. Like for the most part, I, they played the Sixers. I watched every game and every minute. He was god awful. So. I, I would have, I would have been, I would have been upset if they made that move, and then in the summer Bradley Beal becomes available, and they don't have the assets to get him. I, okay. I, I, I like that they passed. I mean, the, the Lakers would for for the Lakers. I think the trade would have had to have been Schroeder, uh, KCP, and Wes Matthews, and the Lakers even said no to that. And you know, two of those guys are worthless, and then Schroeder's a free agent anyway, so like they're in the same situation. So I think again, I think I think the Raptors overplayed their hand, and I think the rest of the league just didn't value Lowry the same way that they did. Uh, the Sixers did get George Hill for um, a couple bench players and some second round picks, so gets him a backup point guard. He's kind of been hurt all year, so eh, you know, I, it's it's a it's a veteran guy who's been been deep in the playoffs before. He's played in the NBA Finals, so that's fine. Um. Yeah, and then the other guy, yeah, Lonzo Ball was rumored to the Bulls were very high on trying to get him. I I don't know what uh, New Orleans was looking for. 
but whatever it was, clearly it didn't happen. So that's the deadline. Um, you know, I don't really. Yeah, I was thinking of when you were saying on the, the Lakers or uh, the Sixers standing pat and they getting Beal in the off season. It was think making me think of um, and that Lowry becoming a free agent. <laughs> Remember when the Cavs traded for Kevin Love and gave up Wiggins, and we're just sitting there like. Why why don't you just wait three months and then you could have them both? Like, love wants you to be there. Year or whatever it was. No, it was the wait? They had to wait till the off season. It wasn't even that. Mu- it wasn't even that long. It was like nah, six months. He, he was he was under contract. They had to make the trade. You talking about the car? I think you're talking about Mello, the Knicks and Mello. No, tra- I was. No, yeah. I was talking about the Cavs and Kevin Love because they traded Wiggins for Ka- Kevin Love, and it's like, why don't why don't you just wait? Like you could have them both in like six months. No, that's wrong. All right. Love was still under contract for a couple of years. The Mello, Car- Car- the, the Carmelo trade, he was uh, he was going to be a free agent and told Denver he wasn't going to resign with them. And I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so he wanted his money. So to get his, and he couldn't get the full max unless he had gotten traded midseason. So that's what facilitated that. But if the Knicks had been smart, they would have been like, "Listen, we know he wants to come here." You know, they were worried about the Nets maybe snagging him um but yeah they you know instead of giving up all those pieces that made that team pretty solid for the first half of the year they should have just hung on and waited well that's not how i remember it so i'm well, gonna go with my story well your story's wrong so you've been you've been wrong a lot lately so oh okay mr uh parlay can't even make a pick. i didn't say about parlays i'm talking about the rent being due well that no, that wasn't wrong. That was just the listeners being wrong. Well, you but, were pretty confident you were gonna win that, so you're wrong. But that's anyway. the NBA trade deadline. We'll see what happens uh, next week. I'm, all the buyouts will probably happen by next week. Uh, Aldridge has already been bought out. He's rumored to be locked up by Miami already. Drummond, Lakers, Knicks, and Nets all have interests. So we'll see what else happens. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on from NBA, NHL. There was a referee scandal. Um, Referee Tim Peel was caught on a hot mic saying something to the effect of like, hey, I, I wanted to try and like get a penalty on Nashville early here to try and basically try to do a makeup call. And the league basically freaked out and was like, no, like we can't have this. That's not the integrity of the game. You're you're gone. But they didn't use the word fire. They said we'll no longer be officiating games now or in the future. And I'm like, so Pretty wild. Uh, like so fired. So, OK. Uh, I'm a little bit torn on this because, like, not only does this happen in every sport with makeup calls, but, like, it is beyond commonplace in the NHL. Like, they, tr- for whatever reason, they try and make, like, power plays as even as they can instead of just calling the penalties as they come. Um, like, it's not a secret. Like, people are like, oh, that's the best-kept secret. No, it's not kept, and it's not a secret. Like, that's how the league works. Like it's BS, and they don't call the the rule book as is, but everybody like that's just how it works, and so I I I I just feel bad that like the whole culture of how it's been for actual decades <laughs> has resulted in the termination of this guy's career. That's wild. But but I I would have expected more of like a suspension. More so than just like you are no longer oh, working yeah, any more games. Yeah, outright. <laughs> so it's just like NHL, like like just you know that gif of uh, Mr. Rogers putting the clown mask on. Like that's yeah. that's you right now. Like really? Like okay. 
Which and and maybe and they sent a strong message, you know, to the referees basically like, hey, like call the penalty. So there's been a lot of unders recently. I'm expecting a, a slight uptick, at least temporary uptick in, in overs, uh, because there's going to be more power plays now. They the referees are going to be like, oh shit, like can't just like call makeups and like and like swallow the whistle in obvious situations. So. Anyway, that that was of note that just kind of made me like scratch my head and made me giggle. Yeah, that's interesting. But, yeah. So now, to the pit stop. I um I asked Drew for extra time on this because uh this week there's something crazy going on. I I can sum up last week in like 15 seconds. It was Atlanta. Let, let, you know what? The floor is yours. I'm not even gonna time you. Do your good. Thing. Good. Last week was Atlanta, 1.5 miles. Boring cookie cutter. Kyle Larson dominated. And then at the end, with like 10 laps to go, for whatever reason, his car kind of faded, and, and uh, Ryan Blaney's car came on, and he passed him. Ryan Blaney was 15-1. to 1. The only reason I even bring that up was because I ran out of time last week, and, and Ryan Blaney was one of my long shots. So I apologize okay. if, you were, if you were tailing my picks. That's something I had, but I didn't get to. Um, but this week, this is why I needed extra time. We are at Bristol, the iconic Bristol Motor Speedway. It's a half-mile track with very steep banking. It's basically a bowl. Um, and I'm going to bury the lead a little bit. But, Drew, this this town of Bristol, half of the town is in the state of Virginia. Half of the town is in the state of Tennessee. So it's it's kind of like... A bonkers town to begin with. Okay. The stadium holds one hundred and sixty thousand. I don't know how many are going to be there. At least, at least like thirty or fifty or sixty thousand. Like I don't know how many they're going to let in. But in two thousand two thousand one, they filled this this stadium up with dirt, and they did the World of Outlaws dirt racing on it. And that is World of Outlaws is like the highest level of of dirt tracks, um, and they they did dirt tracks in this stadium. Then in twenty sixteen. They had an NCAA college football game there, Tennessee versus Virginia Tech. Um, and Virginia Tech got trounced. The score was like, it was 45-24 Tennessee, but it holds the record for most attendance in an NCAA college football game, um, 156,990. Um, so bonkers. But this week, they are filling it up with dirt again for the Cup Series the top series in NASCAR. They are going to put cup cars on friggin' dirt in Bristol Motor Speedway. I cannot wait. Uh, it is the first time that the cup series has uh, raced on dirt in, since 1970 when Richard Petty won. I mean, they, it's, been, it's been 50-some years. And so uh, they trucked in 30,000 tons of dirt. Um, I, the... the Banking has been lowered from like 24 to 30 degrees to like 19 degrees. And they like the excavators and stuff that they had in there were like hooked up to GPS to get it down to within like the millimeter. Like it was insane. They, I, I saw some videos of it. Um, the tires are going to be like, I don't want to say experimental, but like they haven't been on dirt in 50 years. And so like... I don't know what these cars are going to do. These these tires they haven't used before. They've been testing them and like they should be awesome, but like 
I, I don't know what these tires are going to do. And Drew, the thing about dirt is, so you're making all these left turns, right, on a NASCAR track. But when you're in the turn on dirt, you actually have to turn the wheel to the right. The way it's like, it's like, you know, you watch all those Fast and Furious, but it basically like drifts. Fast and so Furious, you, I was going to say, Lightning McQueen and uh, Doc, uh, Doc taught me that in cars, bro. Yeah, so like, you have to like, turn the opposite way yeah exactly just like cars just like doc said in cars so like that's what's going to be happening here and doc hudson that's what it is doc hudson yeah yes yeah. um what other notes do i have here so um i i'm just super pumped about it but um on saturday night at eight o'clock they're going to do heat races so on the local dirt tracks they do heat races to determine the starting uh lineup so think of like the olympics on like either racing or like swimming how they do heats and some and like the bottom half is like eliminated from like the medal round it's kind of like that except for people aren't really eliminated they just that's how they're going to place everybody so the heats are saturday night and the race is sunday um i am just like over the top excited for this i don't know like i don't know what these how these drivers are going to i'm honestly i'm expecting like wrecks and but it's going to take them seven seconds longer to complete a lap. So they're going to be going slower, but they're going to be sliding and banging into each other. Just like that movie, rubbing equals racing. Um, and then just to bring it home with the picks, Kyle Larson, who dominated last week, is like a dirt track maestro. He's the, he's the odds-on favorite at plus 250. Um, Christopher Bell one um i think like last year or something on a dirt track so he's plus 700 there's two guys i don't even know chase chase briscoe i've seen that name before at plus 1300 but stewart friesen plus 1600 i have no idea who that he must be a dirt track specialist um stenhouse very intriguing at plus 1800 and then if you want to get crazy crazy kyle bush plus 1800 blaney again who won last week he he's kind of known as he could drive anything with tires plus 2200 and my boy keselowski i don't know why just because he always goes counter to like whatever's going on and like he's always good on short tracks and he's always good on just like like jerry rigging like weird situations he's plus 5000 so 50 to 1 Plus, he's been super fast this year, even though he hasn't gotten a win. So, again, Kyle Larson, plus 250, that's the play. But if you want to get crazy, I'd say, Sten, you know, Bell, Stenhouse, Bush, Blaney, Kez, somewhere in there. But, man, it, I can say, watch 10 minutes of it. because And, and tune in for the first green flag, because the, the, the restarts and the starts... I don't even know what's going to happen, man. I, I am pumped. So um, that's that's the pit stop this week, the extra length edition. So that was fantastic. We should we should do a five minute pit stop every week. <laughs> I was engaged. I was all about it. I heard every word you said. That was beautiful. I love it. I, I knew you, I knew you would be. Um, OK, so let's get to the parlay. I went off the script and i picked ncaa games last week oh and i and I, I again we're i suck doubling it. down i suck at ncaa games so i am not um you can pick those if you want but um okay i am picking again to go with my whole theme of um they're gonna they're gonna call more penalties 
Edmonton versus Toronto. Edmonton's had a huge layoff because they were supposed to play the Canadians, and the Canadians got COVID. So, um, and the Maple Leafs have only had like one game since this whole like referee fiasco. So, seven o'clock on Saturday. I'm gonna take the over Edmonton versus the Maple Leafs. Um, I'm expecting fireworks. I don't know what the over is yet, but I'm gonna take it. Seven p.m. on Saturday. Oilers versus Maple Leafs. Who you got, Drew? Syracuse money line. Oh, against Houston. Nine fifty-five p.m. TBS. I don't, what day? Oh, why is the date not there for that game? It is Saturday. Is it Saturday? We're yeah. doing it. Syracuse money line. Houston's best players hurt. They weren't hitting shit against Rutgers. They're not going to do anything against that zone. You don't think a Houston is a jump shooting team, right? Maybe they are, but I just think of them as like athletic. They shoot. Like they, shoot it, they, it. they shoot a lot of jump. They shoot a lot of threes, and they do, do they? a lot of they do a lot of floaters because there's they're I think they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. Yeah, I think of them like getting into the lane and like with floaters and getting to the rim and stuff. Nice, I like it. All right, money line. I almost want to say I don't know what the odds. I, I was I don't want you to look it up, but uh, I was going to ask you what the odds are for Pavekin. Okay. Um, well, give me. I, I can no, get that's all there. Right. No, we're good. Maybe, maybe okay. we might. We might just do that for funsies. For Pavekin? for for Pavekin stoppage or on the cards, or just uh, in general. Just him winning in general. Okay. Um, that's cool. Well, uh, I can't even get to Pavekin. Uh, my gosh, Pavekin is plus two fifty, and what was the the NCAA one? Uh, Houston versus Syracuse, right on Saturday Syracuse night. Syracuse money line. I don't even want the points. Syracuse money line is plus twenty. Is plus two twenty. I don't even want the points. Just give it. To Woo! Me. Okay. All right. Well, I think that wraps up beer one. So, let's get to beer dose. Assume positions. Three, two, one. Two, two brew salute. Um, I'm having another Founders All Day IPA. The four point seven percenters. I'm almost done with my first 15 pack already. I've been crushing them all week. So I think I quoted that I usually drink like 60 a summer. I'm going to be drinking over 60 this year. I like it. What, what uh, you got, buddy? I'm going to do a uh, Lagunitas something hazy IPA. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice little summer drink. Nice. Um, okay. So, hate to say it. Don't know how flabbergasted befuddled confused but somehow your list beat mine for top five movies with tournaments in them the only thing i can say is maybe people gave you the benefit of the doubt because i had two golf movies in there that weren't weren't um weren't brackets but like well, listen that's... let me well let me stay with this you haven't even seen all my movies so you don't even know how good they are that's poppycock what do you mean? You, you you didn't war you haven't seen Warrior or Over the Top. Now listen, Over the Top is a I've trashy. seen Over the Top. No, you you said you think you may have saw it. Uh that's no excuse. I'm pretty sure I did. And Warrior, uh that's that one. I've seen it. With no, you uh, haven't. You with have, the you with the guy. <laughs> with the guy and the place and the girl with the thing. Yeah, that thing. Um, what what's it about again? It's it's a it's a it's about two two brothers who end up in an MM, a big MMA MMA yeah city. yeah anyway um not only that but like 
Cobra Kai is like the biggest phenomenon in the world right now. I know. I took the original version of Yeah, nobody it. cares about the stupid karate kid though. They care about oh. Cobra Kai. And then White Man Can't Jump, I think, is I think that also put me over. Listen. Uh, Alright, well, listen, here we go. Listen, your list was stout. It was stout. You just you didn't have enough to beat the champ. I'm disappointed. Disappointed in the listeners. I'm disappointed in you. And like I told like I like I texted you the other day, you, you did burn a lot of bridges with your hate on uh, Remember the Titans. Oh, that's the player haters ball extraordinaire. That's right. That's right, man. Well, all right. On that note, pun intended, um, I have the lyrics to Eye of the Tiger up. Unless, do you want me to sing Hearts on Fire? No, no, no. Okay, good, because I don't think I can handle that one. Wait, let me, hold on, let me get you started. Dun. Let me take a, Dun. wait, hold on, let, let me lubricate the pipes, hold on. Oh, God. Ah, me, 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 me. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Rising up, back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. So many times, it happens too Too fast. fast. You change your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of a rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye. Of the tiger. Woo! Okay. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna binge Rocky tonight before I go to bed. It's gonna <laughs> what happen. Happened, I'm, gonna watch, I'm gonna watch at least two. <sighs> okay. That was good, man. Woo! That was good. I'm impressed. All right. Um. So Justice League. Yes. Zack Snyder, four hours Justice League. Now let's—I I said it at the top, but let's now let's caveat this. We're going to review it. You have seen how many DC movies? I don't think any. <laughs> so this is this is your first DC movie, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So now for I context, think... there were two that were actually before the original released. Okay. Man of Steel, which was. Superman, and then Batman versus Superman. After Justice League was the Wonder Woman movie, and then Aquaman. Okay. So that's that's how everything went. There's a Flash movie coming up in a couple years, I think. Um, and I don't know what they're doing with Cyborg. So that's the reference. So let's let's start with oh, you. That guy's name was Cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> yes. They just they just called him like Billy or whatever his name was the whole time. I don't even remember what it was. But anyway, oh. yeah, the cyborg. So let me, you know, oh, do you know, do you know who voices the cyborg in the DC comics or DC cartoon series? Um, Jeffrey D. Morgan, King, King Ezekiel. Oh, I did. I no, I may, did. I know that he post. I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, he posts it all the time. No, you know what? He does the voice for um, Lion Guard, one of the things on there, which my kids used to watch. Yeah. So now. I was either before you, you your pick here before you give your review. I was gonna do a quick two minute synopsis on 
the two movies that happened before this for context? You want it before or after your review? I, I don't know. Let's, tell me. Let me do it before. Okay. No, okay. you do yours because then you'll have you might have some hilarious like questions to go through it. So go ahead. Hit, hit hit me with your thoughts on this movie. Um. What did you like? What didn't you like? Go ahead. Yeah, Victor Stone. That's the guy I was thinking of. Oh, Victor. Victor. That's right. Um. Okay. So, starts out and you know it's basically like overweight Ben Affleck in like Yugoslavia or he's something. He's not overweight, which... dude. He's he's jacked, by the way. But go ahead. Okay, the shirts he was wearing, he just looked like me. And, like, he's, like, it looked like me coming out of COVID. He was, like, not shaven. Like, hair was just kind of, like, trying to be a thing, but it really wasn't. And okay. I know Yugoslavia is not a country anymore, but that's just what it reminded me of. And I'm sure it was probably Nordic, but I don't care. Okay. Um, that was, like, then they had those, like, blonde chicks with the snaggly teeth that were just, like, singing that song, which oddly turned me on a little bit. And then Jason Momoa is just going down into the water. And I'm like, I guess he's Aquaman. And then, uh. So next thing I know, it's like uh, friggin' prickly Megatron comes out. I'm like, oh, I'm watching a Transformer movie. And it's like, and then they got the mother ships or like the mother cubes or something. And I'm like, oh, this is definitely a Transformer movie. Like they got the cubes and everything. <laughs> you're, just, you're just waiting for Optimus to show up, right? You're waiting for Shia LaBeouf to pop out. <laughs> and then it's like, and then I'm watching like a Batman movie, but I'm like, the, like Batman's all about just like punching people, not like having superpowers. So I don't know. The whole like first two hours, I was just like way thrown off and like what's go like, it was very poor setup for me. And I was just like, what, who are like what, what's going on? What's like, happening? I, I, I don't understand. Like why why like I did I never I didn't understand either. Too like the Amazonian women, like when they threw that spear, was it like traveling through time, or like were they in like a different realm? And like why was that guy's like, why was he combining the cubes in Russia? Like, I, it looked like they were in some kind of other dimension. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, it's in Russia. And I'm like, so what? So for your first question. And then they're question. like, yeah, the Nazis had the third cube. And I'm like, why is it always the Nazis? Nazis. Like, why are we obsessed with Nazis? Like, what is going on? And your, for your first question, the, the Amazon island is a hidden island. Yeah, so it's 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 on planet Earth, but it's hidden from. So the world. it's in our time and place, yes. but it's just hidden. It's, it's it's hidden by like a protective like sphere that from the gods. So why wouldn't they just like come and help? They were just chilling on that island. They can't because they can't leave the island. Seems like an arbitrary rule. Or they can't go back. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. It's it's a thing. That you learn in Wonder Woman after the movie. Okay. okay. Keep going. Shia LaBeouf still hasn't shown up yet. No. Yeah. So um. Again, just Batman just seeming way useless. He's just sitting there with like I'm like how how can his armor and crap like that defend against all these like superhuman lasers? Things? <laughs> and, like lasers and stuff. I'm like what? Fire vision. Oh god. Like, what what's going on? And then but the second half of the movie I liked. It <laughs> he's was, got like, it, he's got like a shooting sleeve on and it made him all all <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? What is it? Fiber carbon? Like, okay, like you could just like, okay, whatever. And um, but the second half of the movie I liked. It was, it got better, and, and like resurrecting Superman from the dead. Don't know why he was dead. That ha must have happened in that previous one of Batman vs Superman, when he Henry Cavill or Harry Cavill or whatever was just like a friggin' tank, and somehow got beat up by overweight Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's that's believable. He was wearing yeah. an armor suit, bro. 
okay. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, resurrecting him from the dead and like, I, I don't know. So it was like a couple, couple of things that stood out was when Ben Affleck was like, he never faced us united and i was like he just did seven minutes ago and whipped you guys ass and like like super quick like what are you talking about and then they were and then superman they brought him back to life and he was like beating him up and i was like you guys can't step to superman that's the whole reason you brought him back because like you guys aren't him like how are you gonna even defend against superman but uh that was strange anyway um the whole epilogue part was was weird to me too, because um, it was just kind of like doing that whole like end of sports movie wrap up yeah. thing, like yeah, and it was like Victor Stone went on to do this, and the Flash went on to do this, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then all of a sudden it's like the Joker, and it's like I don't know, are they in the Middle East somewhere? Because it's like desert. No, it's, it, no, it's Gotham City after it's been destructed by Darkseid. I was joking because oh. it was basically. It was basically <laughs> It was basically like desert right up to a city. <laughs> I thought I was maybe like, you were okay. serious. I wouldn't blame you. No, and then yeah, so it, then it turns out to be in Ben Affleck's dream, and I was like, Ben Affleck, you're just not helping anything. Like, <laughs> um, the the other note I had was like, uh, basically like remember that dude? Like, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Like that was that was basically like that was the knockoff version of the guy who uh, played the Flash. Um, that was, he was the knockoff version of like, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Like, remember that guy in the commercials? No, no I don't. I actually love oh, the Flash you son though, of so I'm, I'm, I bite your tongue. Um, I ended up liking him too. And the, that's when the, uh, that's when the, um, uh, the movie turned for me is when he was like, so he's like, Wonder Woman, think she'll go for a younger guy. And he's like, uh, Victor Stone or whatever was like, she's 5,000 years old. We're all all, the, all the men are all younger guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so but so apart from him basically being knockoff, I'm a I'm a Mac guy. Um, the whole time I was just thinking like this a hundred percent should be um Jim Parsons, uh, Sheldon <laughs> the Cooper. Flash. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why didn't they just call up Jim Parsons? This is this is right. silly, but uh, it'd be great. I mean, yeah, I mean, other the part there was definitely like huge inconsistencies of like well, I, I, a lot of inconsistencies of like the bad guys and stuff. But like and like, why did they have to call them the mother cubes? Like, that's the most hilarious the, thing in the world. <laughs> I, think, I think they were I think, I think they were called mother boxes, but either here or there. Oh, mother boxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, anyway, um, what, but like that guy was just like prickly prickly megatron it was so strange steppenwolf um, yeah and then and then three quarters of the way through the movie or two-thirds of the way through they finally name him steppenwolf and i'm like really like that's what anyway so, I mean, that's I, his I, name I, that's his name in the comic like it's not like they just decided to make that up for the okay movie. that's fine but like but now like you introduce it like two-thirds of the way through i mean so i just missed it but i don't think i did i think you may have missed it whatever um so i mean it, they saved it in the end. I mean, it was okay, but um, boy, they took you on a circuitous route. Um, so what what was different? Uh, that the one thing I was wondering because I didn't know, but what was the difference between the Snyder cut and, and the original right. version? So 
so real quick before I do that, because that's all I'll really talk about, because I think you've kind of hit a lot of things on the head there. The <laughs> the setup for the movie, there, all right, so Man of Steel is basically a combination of Superman 1 and 2. Have you seen the original Supermans with uh, Christopher Reeve? Uh, maybe I mean, all right well like man it was basically it's basically it was basically superman re- recently but, no right. not it was basically yeah it was basically clark kent becoming superman and general zod and those guys coming to earth and him having to beat them so there's a big a big fight where superman and zod are fighting they all fight through metropolis destroy a bunch mm-hmm. of buildings all shit goes to hell and superman ends up killing them and becomes superman okay so that's man of steel very simple straightforward plot nothing crazy batman versus superman starts out with the during that fight with general zod superman and zod ended up destroying one of wayne enterprise's towers in metropolis and killed all of batman's employees in that city so and ben affleck's like racing through the city in this like fucking hummer trying to save them all um and so he he already has a distrust and a hatred for Superman. So that's like the boiling point for where those two guys are going to start to butt heads. And the whole time Lex Luthor is behind the scenes like getting these two to be enemies until they duke it out. He Batman ends up getting kryptonite and that's how he's able to beat up Superman in that movie cuz he has kryptonite that he he is infecting him with. Where do you get the kryptonite from? It came out of the sky, and Lex Luthor found it, and Batman stole it from came him. Came out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, like sorry, perfect, from the ship because they had time. it. There were Kryptonian ships in Man of Steel that they were fighting in, and that's where the Kryptonite came from. So Kryptonite in all the Superman movies, that shit just winds up in random places. That's why Superman movies don't work. But anyway, um, and was then the eventually, of Solitude in this one is that where he was like his yeah work? uh and that's what it's supposed to be that was like the that was like and, the mother and, and wasn't his dad and I, even though I didn't see the other movies wasn't his was it wasn't his uh superhero dad uh Russell Crowe and sure his, was like his farmer dad was Kevin Costner sure were so both, I thought both of them um and then at, at the end of the day Lex Luthor creates this monster that Batman and Superman then have to fight together and Wonder Woman shows up. And unfortunately, Superman, the only way to kill the monster is with the kryptonite spear that Batman made. And by holding it, he was susceptible and they both died. So that's how Superman died. So those are the two movies. Bummer. Um, So that's like the context leading up. Again, there's nothing else before that. Now, the difference between the two movies. So Snyder, I don't know how far into filming the movie, but Snyder's, I think, daughter passed away. So he stepped away from the movie and Warner Brothers, I don't think they they didn't like how dark it was because now remember they're they're doing this to compete with Marvel that you know it's lighthearted, it's more like upbeat and there's jokes and things. Yeah. So Josh Whedon came in and pretty much the same storyline for the most part, um, but he made it like he had way more like jokes and stuff in it. Um, in that scene where Ben Affleck is in uh wherever Nova Scotia and he's. He's trying to figure. He's trying to get a conversation with Aquaman. When Aquaman puts him acro- against the wall, he goes, "Arthur Curry, I hear you can talk to fish with like a wink." <laughs> so like trying to make more, bring more humor to it. Um, there was no backstory at all in the original of um, Cyborg. So like 
you had it they gave you like a quick like one sentencer on that how he became that cyborg like that he that he okay. died and his father brought him back to life with the cube um i'm calling it the cube like it's transformers now too <laughs> um but they didn't show the scenes like the football game and all that stuff none of that was in the movie and uh same thing with the flat and same thing game i don't even remember that part that's that was that was the the night that he got in the car accident with his mom it was after his football game where he i don't even remember the whole whole fucking thing was in slow motion so i'm shocked that you don't remember it i don't remember that and then the other and again nothing with the flash i I fell asleep once or twice (laughs) i I don't blame you um i actually really liked it though but i shouldn't say that um so those were those were big differences um they had no backstory of the bad guy so like they didn't even mention dark dark seed dark side who was like basically the big bad guy that steppenwolf was working for he wasn't even really mentioned in his the name original. was actually dark side right yeah it was actually like dark it was side. a star wars movie yeah yeah dark uh, seed okay. I, I think it's dark seed is how you say it um no they said dark side oh, okay yeah he wasn't it was all steppenwolf um so that was all, all that stuff with like the guy who kept transforming and from that like pillar into a talking thing uh Desaad. he wasn't even in he wasn't in the movie at all all those like portals opening to whatever planet they were on that stuff wasn't in the movie um wow that must have been like just really sucky then yeah it was basic yeah like that wasn't in it and then when they bring him back to life um the reason why that superman doesn't end up killing batman is because alfred goes and gets lois lane and brings her to to him to calm him down she doesn't just show up and the reason sorry and that's and the the other big difference the one thing i left out from batman versus superman batman in in that movie ben affleck has this dream and that's in the epilogue when they're in the quote-unquote desert that superman's a bad guy and superman is like you took you took her from me and ends up killing batman and as he's waking up the flash try i guess traveled back in time and told him that told him Lois Lane was the key. So they played that into the original Justice League that Lois Lane was the key to Superman becoming himself when they brought him back to life. So that's how they like tied it in. Yeah, but Ben Affleck said uh, I think it's more than that. But it, I don't know, they never really Yeah, but that was yeah, so that. that was so that's not in the original movie. So that's how, so they they basically changed that um the battle scene, uh, the little, like, the flying things, I forget their names already, uh, those things were, like, real weak-ass um, in the original. Like, they weren't tough or killing anything. Like, Batman was basically beating those things with his bare hands. So they were much more, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the Steppenwolf's yeah. army. Yeah. Uh, Paradigm, sorry, the Paradigms. So they totally changed those. The CGI on Steppenwolf is different. He actually had, like, a human-like face in the original and not, like all like oh. alien like um okay. and he didn't like have the megatron shit going on with his suit either he didn't oh, have really? that big a- he didn't have the big axe um i think that's a big thing and then the flash the whole thing where um the world like the the boxes unite and then everything's starting to transform and then uh flash goes back in time and changes it that never happens in the original oh. superman comes they they pull the boxes apart they end up beating Stephen wolf he actually i think i don't think he died he doesn't die in that movie he gets taken him and the paradigms they transport back to wherever they came from basically i think that's what happened in this one no oh, he no, got no, no he they, 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 yeah. they chopped his head off 
Um, he 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 died he died as he went back through the as he went through the portal. yeah I was jumping through the portal yeah but yeah he no he yeah he was he was beheaded so he was dead um yeah so those I think are the big differences again a lot of it was it was really lighthearted it wasn't as dark um you know the those epilogues weren't in the original the the scene with um, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was um, and that was meant to set up um the bat there was po- Ben Affleck was supposed to do a standalone Batman movie um with deathstroke which was who the, the the guy talking to lex luther was in that scene mm, okay. um and then the nightmare scene where they're in the desert that was supposed to be more again of an after credits thing going on um and that that whole thing is basically superman that's really what they intended for that scene with lois lane's the key apparently batman leads somehow has something to do with lois lane dying and Darkseid uses that anti-life equation thing, which also wasn't in the original. He uses that to control Superman and turn him bad and help him take over Earth. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. So that whole scene wasn't there. Um, that that the, the I thought the exchange between Jared Leto and Batman was awesome, though, um, as the Joker. Nah, yeah, the exchange was okay, but I, I wasn't digging that Joker. I know he's my least favorite Joker. I just thought I just thought it was a good. Uh, yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah, it, good it's exchange not bad. between the two. Um, but to me, so just quick hitters. You know, I thought the visuals were much better. Um, I thought that the fact that they built the characters, I know that took away from it, like in your view. But to me, it's like okay, like this is what should have happened before they made this movie. So at least they did it. Gotcha. Um, and actually, again, in the in the original, like you have no idea what the motivation of like these bad guys are because they all the yeah. All... I meant to ask you that, like, what? Why were they so like hell bent on like destroying Earth? Like, who cares? Um. Well, Steppenwolf owes for whatever. Re- this wasn't in the original. Steppenwolf betrayed Darkseid and owes him fifty thousand worlds or whatever. So this is just a world he picked because oh. the mother because the mother box had called to him when Superman died. Gotcha. But then the he has that vision of the anti-life equation again. That wasn't in the original, so I had to look that up. Um, and then that's like supposed to set up why I guess Darkseid will in future movies they were going to make, which I don't think they are anymore. That was going to be the conquest of Earth to come up with to, to take hold of that equation. Um, it's the Valenzetti equation. What's that? The Valenzetti equation. Yeah. <laughs> Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, um, forty-two. I can even do that drunk. How about that? Yeah. The two thing the two things I didn't like particularly like was um I, I thought there was I we may I this meme's been going everywhere. Ten percent of the movie was in slow motion, which was kind of it was really getting annoying. In the original, the only stuff that was in slow motion really was the flash. Because it was only right, because you just they wanted to do the cool effect of him going yeah. like at the speed of light, but like, you know, in his motion. Um so I didn't look way too much slow mo for me, and um, I actually forgot the second thing that I didn't like. Oh, um, I thought the Marsh, the weird Martian guy that you know was portraying uh, or was impersonating Superman's mother, and then showed up at the end. Uh, I guess that was meant to build him. That those were scenes that were filmed um, a couple months ago. Um, that's why Ben Affleck looks super skinny at the end um because he filmed that after um you know he was jacked up for the movie that was just, even even in like a four-hour director's cut i thought that was kind of weird and out of place because now i'm like all right well who the fuck is this guy like i was like all right this is dumb um 
There was one really funny scene in the original that I was pissed they took out when they're flying to Yugoslavia. Where were they? Wherever they were, he was putting together the mother boxes. I think it was actually somewhere Nordic, but sure, whatever. Um, when the Justice League is, is they're flying in Batman's ship there, um, you know, they're basically contemplating like how they're gonna beat this guy, and Aquaman just starts going off. He's like listen, we're all probably going to die. He's like, he's like, kid, you're, you're like 12 years old. You Batman. He's like, you're rich, but you've got no powers. What are you going to do to help us? And then he goes to wonder woman and he's like, oh man. And you, whew, you are gorgeous. He's like, if somehow you and I survive, man, me and you, we should, we should rule this world together. Cause you are hot. And the whole <laughs> time she, she had the lasso of truth around him. You find out that's why he was doing that. But that was so funny. I wish they would have kept that in. Cause like, it would have been funny. Um, and it's just Mimosa is like I, I love Jason Mimosa. Um, and by the way, huge! <laughs> it was really good, dude. Huge roll tide on Gal Gadot. Um, so I really I wish they would have kept that in. And then the end credit scene the the end credit scene in the original was the Lex Luthor thing. But then um, Superman and Flash are gonna race around the uh, <laughs> around the United States. And the Flash is just being like a goofball. And at one point, he told Bruce Wayne that like. The only thing he would, the only thing he was afraid of was going to brunch, and uh, he's like, "That's a to secret drink though. mimosas." What's that? To drink mimosas. Yeah. Ex- oh, I like what you did there. Um, so <laughs> Superman, when they're racing, he goes, he goes, "All right, what are the stakes?" And uh, Superman goes, "Bruce says if I beat you, uh, something about we have to go to brunch." And the Flash is like, "Okay, ouch, that's that's a betrayal. Uh, that hurts." And then uh, he's like, "But if I win, I get to tell everybody." And they're about to race, and he goes. Uh, I've never seen the Pacific, and so he lines up one way, and Superman's like, "It's the other way." He's like, "Right, right, right," and then they race. So, just right. too funny. Guess, guess you had to be there. I guess, yeah. But uh, overall, like, I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, four <laughs> hours is a long time. I I watched an hour, then an hour and a half, then an hour and a half. Um, again, it, you to enjoy it a little bit, you probably should see uh, Man of Steel and then Batman vs Superman to understand at least a little bit what's going on um but you know i i'd give it a seven out of ten that's my it's my rating of the movie true actually uh, no i'm lying eight out of ten because gal Gadot gets it an extra star roll tide i love her I, i'd give it six or six or I, just because coming in cold i was just like it, it was hard for me to tell exactly like what was going on oh totally yeah but um well i told yeah, my i told by, uh, by the end they got me there but it was yeah. it was a well it was, or, our one buddy Lacey, uh, Kevin Lacey, was he was a big fan of the movie, and I was like, he's like, I was like, tell me some things you like, because Jordan absolutely hates this movie, and he's like, he's like, if you, he's like, if you, if you tell me he likes the original better, and that's why he doesn't like this, there's no hope for that kid. <laughs> I was like, no, no, he just he hasn't seen any movies. He's like, so the first two hours, <laughs> I just, I, I, like, they were getting you caught up, but also changing the from the original. It sounds like. And that's where I, I was just like, what? Like, you guys are just losing me. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But then, but one, once I kind of like got caught up in the second two hours, I was like, okay, like it was kind of, it was pretty good. So, well, plus, plus in the first two hours, you're just waiting for Shia LaBeouf to show up. So, and then it was like Lord of the Rings at one point when they were like having the giant army battle. And I was like, all right. All oh, right. Yeah. And that they, they showed a shortened version of that in, um, in the original but it was yeah, like zeus, all these different tropes uh, zeus, all, all zeus is there yeah. poseidon's there uh, yeah. yeah so but uh anyway it was worth it just to hear you say jason mimosa so ah uh, dude he's so cool man um <laughs> aquaman was i'll tell you what, if you wonder <laughs> the first wonder woman movie was excellent highly recommend it 
Aquaman was solid. The visuals are astounding. Um, so if you're like, if you're like a, you know, a CGI um, graphics yeah, visual, you. not you, but you know, anyone listening, check out Aquaman. Yeah. Um, the first Man of Steel is okay. Batman vs Superman, it is what it is. Um, you know, and the second Wonder Woman was disappointing. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'm putting a bow on this. Drew, Next, good talk. No, wait, 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 oh. wait, 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 Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. If we're lucky, next week, it's happening. I've been pumped for seven months. What? Godzilla, King Kong. Comes out, I believe, HBO, HBO Max, everybody. March 31st, which is a Wednesday, which means if somehow we can squeeze it in, we're going to watch that. We will, we will review that next week. I'll can't stay up late and watch it. Can't miss podcast. Nice. Yeah, but I got like things to do and responsibilities. Like you're living like a bachelor free life over there in Pittsburgh. True. So I love All right, it. can I can I say bow my line up. yet? Bow it bow it up now. Okay. True. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>